episode of Screened on the Spot from Home. Hello. That's, that's what I'm calling it from now on. Screened on the Spot from Home. It's uh-huh. uh, it's just me and Justin today, but we do have uh, some special guests coming up here. But we just wanted to hop on and do a, a quick little wrap since it's been a couple weeks since we've done a podcast and just... Uh, Talk a little bit about some movie news, stuff we've been watching before we get to our awesome guests. Yeah. Justin, how are you? You know, I'm fine. I've been watching a lot of stuff, so so I'm good. Life is good. I have too. I feel like um, I've just been churning through TV shows. I've, uh, besides some sitcoms, I've actually been doing a lot less TV and a lot of movies. Uh, most of the time, and most of the time it's background stuff, like I'm revisiting movies that I haven't seen in a long time or movies that like uh, I've seen and remember liking, but I know they have bad reputations. So I'm like, "Ah, let me, let me revisit this and see how I feel. So like I watched the Ben Affleck's uh, Ben Affleck's daredevil movie um, a week or two ago and it's so bad. Yeah. It's terrible. What, what made you want to rewatch that? I've just been, I, there was a, I'm trying to remember. I rewatched probably because of WandaVision. I rewatched fantastic four. Just like, cause I've just been like in the mood for like superhero content and uh, I had revisited the X-Men movies last year. And so I was like, well, I haven't watched, you know, the Jessica Alba Fantastic Four movie in a long time. And Ugh, so bad. It's, it, you know, it's got some fun, there's some fun things about it, but it's really cheesy. And, and then, like Chris Evans, like, I yeah, mean. He's the only person that's even good in it. He's like the only good thing about it really. He's like, uh, he's he, he's doing something good there. But yeah, it's, and it's just weird to see him in that role in general because he just doesn't do stuff like that anymore. He's Captain America, you know, it's, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, and so I was like, yeah, maybe I'll revisit a couple of other old ones. So like I revisited the Eric Bana Hulk movie, which is really bad. And uh, which why, led why me, are you putting yourself through that? It's a lot of it is sheer curiosity. You know, it's like, I just watched new mutants. But you know, it's bad. Like I don't, I haven't seen that in 20 years and I know I don't want to watch that movie. Again. I just, I couldn't help myself. Uh, <laughs> I, I I was really curious. It's funny. I haven't watched it in so long and the DVD that I own is so old. It was like the old, it's a really terrible format on the screen. And yeah, it's really funny. So anyway, so then I was like, oh, let's watch Daredevil. Why not? Because I've been wanting to rewatch the Daredevil series, um, but haven't, haven't taken the time yet. But you said that's good, the series. The Daredevil series is really good. Yeah. yeah. Especially season one is really, really good. And then, yeah, season two is fine. Season three is better than two, but not as good as one. And yeah, that's where, that's where it is. Interesting. Yeah, I just I haven't been on much of a movie kick. I've got a bunch of screeners I need to watch. I got Cherry. Um, I, oh, cool. I haven't had interest in putting that one on <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> sure. Well, there's a lot of new stuff out. Like uh, Judas and the Black Messiah was last week that I, I did watched. watch that. Yes, we both watched that one. Yeah, uh, which I what, really liked. What'd you think? Yeah, you liked it. I did really like it. it was it's weird because so it gave me a lot of like Scorsese vibes or even uh, Black Klansman without the humor. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, and so it's kind of, it's a really hard watch. But I was like glued to the screen though, uh, and found the performances to be really great. Especially Daniel Kaluuya is just a force of nature. He's like, so I, good. Yes, and he's uh, Dominic Fishback, who the only other thing I saw her in was. Uh, that Project Power movie on Netflix, which wasn't great. <gasps> she was in that. I totally forgot yeah. about that. She was great in it. She had a very small role. Yeah, not, yeah, not, nothing like this. But, um, 
But yeah, that I I really really liked it. It's it's a weird. Jesse Plemons was awesome. Daniel Kaluuya was awesome. I love the acting, and I I agree. It's I don't know that I would revisit it again. Um, I I see. I I don't know. Like it it was powerful to me. It wasn't as maybe powerful as it didn't hit me as hard. I guess as Black Klansmen. Um, Oh sure sure. Even I think we talked this over text, but even Trial of the Chicago Seven to me had like the message just. Uh-huh. I, I feel like just the way that they were able to translate, you know, the, the status of kind of what we're going through now as a country versus, you know, back then in the, in that time period, right. it just, it connected a little bit more for me than mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Judas and the Black Messiah. I still thought it was really good. Sure. Um, Chicago, Charles Chicago 7 is also so flashy that it makes that powerful message more palatable. It's like, it's almost like tricking your brain. It's like you're watching yeah. someone and kind of having fun with it, but giving you a message. Whereas right. Judas is not a flashy movie. It is a very like- Right. I mean, it's a biopic essentially, like yeah. on, on yeah, yeah, yeah. Fred Hampton, so. Right. Um, well, and then this weekend is uh, Nomadland is on Hulu, which is a big, that's like yes, Oscar- Oscar, Oscar, yeah. Oscar contention. So um, um, I'm hoping to watch that this weekend, mm-hmm. um, as well as WandaVision. Just yeah, WandaVision. Is it so? Is it supposed to be an hour long? The one that's being released. I'm not the sure. One? I, 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 read, I thought I read that the, the last three episodes were an hour, but I don't know what mm-hmm. episode. I don't know how many there episodes there are in that series. So. I I'd, I'd be fine with that because a part of me kind of wishes, like I thought the first three episodes were really fun because I love those old sitcoms and grew up on watching those so there was a lot of nostalgia and like well this is sweet but at the same time i almost wish either those three episodes were one episode or i don't know it was like i think it's because of the weekly release thing that's kind of throwing mm-hmm. me for a loop too uh which is fine it's like I'm not saying they shouldn't be doing that but um it just felt like it took a little bit to get to really get going right i i have really enjoyed wandavision i just I was watching an interview with Kat Dennings and she, she was even bringing up, she's like, yeah, the first three episodes are meant to confuse you and kind of make you sure. wonder what's going on. And then we come in and say, this is what's happening. Yeah. And that, you know, that's definitely how I felt watching the first three. It was like, yeah. I, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and seeing the trailer, I was like, this looks just so weird and it is uh-huh. weird. And they're it acknowledging that it's a weird show, but it's working for me now, now that they're kind of getting more into the the story not yeah. the tv sitcom stuff so and i, I, really I have so like many that. theories i have so many theories about where it's gonna go yeah and who the villain is and how they're probably gonna introduce the x-men and and all of it and so i'm just yes. like little kid in inside of justin is going crazy yeah it's uh, I, and that's fun the suspense and the guessing that's what yeah. i love about those marvel movies so and marvel tv shows now absolutely um i watched uh the undoing and like a day oh yeah yeah the nicole kidman hugh yeah. grant um you know, I, I was never interested in it and i know i think chris watched it and raved about it but yeah never interested in it. i watched um well it's because it was on an airplane i was like eh, what am i gonna watch next sure. so what did i end up watching on the airplane i'm trying to remember oh i watched tenant again still didn't make any yeah. sense for me whatsoever <laughs> i'm still I, not I, any more clear on what happened in that movie the second I, viewing I, I have watched that since our last podcast and yeah, I felt really confused, but have, I've never had more fun feeling so confused. Like I thought the movie was real. It was just, 
it was a blast. But yeah, it's it's like needlessly complicated. <laughs> like, so, why do we have to be doing these things? See, and I don't like that. And I hate being confused in movies purposely uh-huh. when there's just no yeah figuring things out. It's frustrating. So I I was I was not having fun. I was just going. I don't sure. know what's going on. Give me something. I, thought, I, I don't like feeling dumb. Sure, that's fair. <laughs> there's there's just a lot of really cool action sequences. And yeah, John there David are. Washington is just he's just a movie star, man. He's yeah. I still, it's so crazy that he's Denzel's son. I want to see them together in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> so my brain will be like, oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, so I watched The Undoing because I the first episode was on the airplane and I was like, well, now I got to finish it. And I could not, I think my problem with it, just the characters were just so uninteresting to me. Really? Again, it was like, just like these rich New Yorkers, like nothing, I don't know. They just... The way they portray the media in the movie too, because it's it's a part of it's a trial and just how the reporter there's like hundreds of reporters. I'm like, this wouldn't even be there'd be three reporters out there during this trial. I, I don't know. They just blew it. They made it out to be the media out to be just oh, gotcha. I, I don't know. Just the way uh, TV TV media and it's it's not it's not how it would actually happen in real life. Oh, so gotcha. that bugged me too. Sure. And also, I just I just. Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant's characters were just not interesting to me whatsoever. But I watched it. It was one of those I was like, I gotta get through this just so I know what happens, but I could care less. <laughs> yeah, I saw that it became like HBO's uh, most viewed series or something, and I remember feeling so surprised because even though I haven't seen it, I was just like, really this this is yeah, the show? It's that- uninteresting. I I just yeah, I was surprised too. I mm. thought it was gonna be more than it was. Um, And then Ryan actually started watching Mythic Quest and I caught some of that and I see why you liked it so much, even though I didn't get a full viewing of it. Um, I saw many bits and pieces of it and that definitely looks like a great show. So yeah, it's so funny. I'd love for you to watch it. I, 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 so I've watched it twice and the second time I watched it, uh, I had Casey watch it and she was like really uninterested in the first two episodes. And so she had decided okay, I'll do one more. And if I don't like it, you can just finish this rewatch without mm-hmm. me. And then that episode hooked her. And I don't remember, I don't remember specifically which episode that is, but for whatever reason, she found it a lot more entertaining in that one. And then, yeah. Well, I thought, for, I thought Jake Johnson was going to be in more than one episode. So I was a little disappointed that he wasn't uh, yeah. in the whole show. Cause I didn't realize that. It's also the best that, episode. Yeah. That episode was great. From which is I, like, I, again, I didn't watch it start to finish, but I saw sure. a lot of, yeah. a chunk of it. it was Him and uh, Kristen Miliano. It's yeah. that's like the best episode, and it's almost a bummer that it is only one episode because they're so good. And um, yeah, it's it's a fun show. Um, that's yeah. We talked about Judas. I think that's all I, I've got on my watching plate right now. We haven't started any new show. Oh, search search party. We started oh, search yeah. party. I wanted to, I wanted to see that. I'm kind of mad about it. But again, it's like the characters are just, it's another New York show, just kind of people who annoy me a little bit, but it's not bad so far. Uh, Something to watch. Sure. Um, I uh, rewatched all the Terminator movies because I love the first two. The first two are some of my favorite movies. All the sequels are bad. So... That's been my experience. Just rewatching. How many? Are, are there five now. Uh, six. 
I think. Um, yeah, which I didn't I didn't rewatch the last two because they're not or because uh, Genesis isn't streaming, but that's the worst one anyways. Mm-hmm. It's a fascinating franchise. They're all bad for different reasons. Yeah. Uh, after the second one. But I did. I watched this movie recently called Wind River with Elizabeth Olsen and Jeremy Renner. I've seen, seen that. that. Yeah. I uh, uh, it's written and directed by Taylor Sheridan, who who wrote Sicario and he wrote Hell or High Water, which are movies mm-hmm. that I really like. Um, and I'd never seen Wind River before, but it is. It was really good. Kind of yeah. brutal. Um, yeah. Besides the fact that she's like an FBI agent at her age and she's yeah. like 20 something, 27, yeah. 28. That's the only thing that bothered me. But yeah, it's a good movie. Really what bothered me was more Jeremy. I'm not a big Jeremy Renner fan when he's like in the lead. I like him better in small doses. And I didn't like that he was like the only white guy in this town for some reason. Mm-hmm. And he's the main character of the movie. And it's like, okay, this feels very Hollywood. Like, let's put a white guy in the center here in this story full of like native Americans and stuff. Uh, but, and maybe if it would have been an actor that I liked better, it wouldn't have bothered me, but I, you know, but yeah, still enjoyed the movie a lot. Well, Justin, uh, you need to get um, to watching in and of itself. I know I've told you this over and over again, but please you watch and, uh, Nathan, Have we not, did we talk about that on our podcast? I can't remember. I, I don't think so. I think it was right after that episode. Um, so super interesting just concept it's a broadway or was it broadway i think it was broadway may have been off broadway anyways it was a it was a show um he's a magician and um they just recorded like several nights of it and Mm -hmm. it's it's more than just like a magic show it's it's like a one-man a one-man show with illusions in it i guess Mm -hmm. but um very moving, very touching. Sure. A lot of things was like, how the heck did he do that? Um, but they have, they have explanations to it. It's like, you can kind of, you can kind of get to the point when your mind where you're like, oh, I know how somebody would do that, but that is a lot of work for somebody to do. So um, they're not like gimmicky magic okay. magician shows. So I highly suggest um, you and everybody else listening watch in and of itself. It's great. Well, that's all I've got. Anything else you need to add? Um, you know, no, no, no. Just uh, just itching to watch WandaVision. That's yes. Well, also another thing to add to your list the list is uh, the the documentary we're going to talk about here with our guests coming up. Um, it's called Bobby Joe Under the Influence. It's on all major streaming platforms right now, um, and it's local. It is a local story. It is by Kansas City filmmakers, and we're super excited to talk uh, talk to them. So, uh, without further ado, um, here here are our guests. Okay, and now I will do the introduction. Okay. So we are here with uh, two super amazing uh, local writer, director, and producers. Brent Jones and Donna Jones. They are here to talk about their new documentary, Bobby Joe Under the Influence. It releases, um, well, it already is on, it already has released on demand and all the major platforms. So you can find it on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play. Um, And we're super excited to talk to them about their new documentary. So welcome, um, Brent and Donna. How are you guys? We're good. How are you? We are good. Thank you for having us. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. Wishing Kansas City was a little bit warmer, but you know, yes, we're all we're all uh, 
hopefully healthy and warm. Yeah. We're warming up. <laughs> We're warming <laughs> the up. Zero degrees wasn't working for me. The minus sevens and the minus eights. <laughs> Definitely. All right. So Bobby Joe under the influence. Let's dive right into that. Tell us a little bit about what it's about. Bobby Joe under the influence is about a woman uh, that grew up in Kansas City, Kansas, and she became an alcoholic and an addict and had her first drink at, at age 12. And uh, by the time she was 13, she was an alcoholic and an addict and, you know, just uh, it progressed right into heavy addiction and drugs. And uh, by the time she was 15, she was hanging out with people that were 20 in discos and, and um, quickly she, uh, she ended up downtown running around. She ended up uh, working as a prostitute um, on the streets. She had a pimp. She had uh, this horrific lifestyle of, of drinking and drugging and, and, um, and, and prostitution. And she actually ended up homeless. And then she found her way to a rehab facility, got herself cleaned up and started helping other people. And when she started helping other people that just accelerated and she bought a house, she went right back into the worst part of Kansas City, Missouri and bought a, a old nursery home to help 10 women. And she ended up, you know, she, she bought it for $50,000 and it was like a 20 bedroom place. She felt she put 10 women in there uh, very, very quickly. And to this day, now she, then she bought the house next door to that. There was a pimp living there and they bought that house and they bought another house and another house and another house. Now she has 14 houses. She has two apartment buildings. She's got three uh, commercial properties, a headquarters, a, you know, like an industrial kitchen. There are 200 people that live with her and 200 adults and 34 children. And over the past um, 20, 17 years, she has helped over 8,000 people. Wow. So I, you know, what basically I found Bob, I heard Bobby Joe's testimony. I heard that story in detail and I was like, uh, man, we got to do a documentary about this woman. I've never heard uh, a more fascinating story in my life. I mean, she, she really is, um, you know, turned herself into a, a, someone who's out there saving people, you know, saving people that are coming out of prison, saving people that are coming off the streets, uh, helping, you know, she started helping women and, you know, prostitutes and, and, uh, and uh, drug addicts, uh, mostly women in the beginning, uh, because there were not, there were 900 women coming out of treatment when she first started with only like 30 safe beds. And um, she knew that that had to change. And she's gone into to Northeast Kansas city and, completely changed that whole neighborhood where where there used to be a, a lot of crime and prostitution and, and, and pimps and drug dealers on every corner there are now safe houses and uh, their community has com been completely transformed so she transforms lives and she transforms uh, and she's transforming a whole neighborhood so that was so, kind of my um next question so you did not know bobby joe first you heard her story for first and then decided that hey this needs to be a film um is that correct what I did is I went with a friend down to Healing House, which is her ministry, and I helped in the kitchen. They had this before they had their big kitchen. They needed people to go down and volunteer to to cook. And I went down there and cooked a meal and saw what was going on. And I briefly met her really quick uh, when I went down there to help out. And then I heard she was speaking, and I wanted to, I needed to hear her testimony. And I she was speaking at a church near my house, and I went up and saw her give her testimony and that's what blew me away 
did it take some convincing to get her involved or how willing was she at the start to just, because I imagine as inspiring as it is, I mean, that's probably a hard, maybe tough for her to, to have to relive. I was curious, um, was there any hesitation on her part or was she just- Not, not at all, not at all. Bobby Joe is, uh, I mean, she just welcomed us with open arms. In, in, in fact, it was almost sort of like, you know, hey, honey, where have you been? I've been waiting for you. Let's go. I mean, she was she was ready. And 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 that's also the fascinating thing about her story is that, you know, I mean, she has a very hard past and it's hard to it's hard to hear. But for her, it is she shares it so bravely and willingly, openly will shout it from the rooftops because in her experience, it is her testimony and her past that has been able to help and save so many. By her being that brave and courageous to share it, she knows that somebody will hear it and think, well, if she can do it, why can't I? Yeah, so when, when I went up to her afterwards, she just said, oh, hey, baby, come on down. We'll do whatever, you know, I'll show you around. Come on down, honey. And she gave me her book and she signed her book. And when we met down, she goes, oh, how you doing? I didn't know you were bringing the camera crew, but let's go. And <laughs> took me to her first house and we just followed. I mean, she's this incredibly energetic, enthusiastic person who's just on fire for living. You know, she wakes up and she takes care of, takes care of business. And her, her goal is to help as many people as possible. So she was just like, yeah, let's do it. That's great. As um, filmmakers and storytellers, I imagine like you're always kind of on the lookout for, something, you know, something to film, a story to tell. Was that immediately like, okay, this is it. This is the next project. This is what we want to do for our, our feature film. Or um, was it a little bit more like you, you weren't really looking um, and this just kind of happened upon, you happened upon it. We were definitely looking. We, we moved back to Kansas City. I'm, I'm from Kansas City, born and raised in, in Mission, Kansas. And um, we came, we were living in Los Angeles forever and we brought our family back here three and a half years ago. And it was like, so what are we going to do? Um, you know, I made television commercials and, and, and worked on films and things. So when I got back here, it's like, well, what are we going to do in Kansas City? Let's, let's, find, a, let's find a film, let's, let's find a story here. So we were looking all around for, for different stories. You know, we were going to the, we were going to knuckleheads and, and we were going to places and say, let's do, let's do a, uh, let's go around to these music venues and, and interview these people and talk to them. We were going to do that. We, were, you know. we met with writers um, that, uh, you know, people in the literary world who understand a, a lot of Kansas City history and different players in that history. And I mean, we were really kind of combing because we wanted, not only did we want to make a film, but we wanted it to be authentically um, in Kansas City, from Kansas City. But we also wanted to just um, in, kind of infiltrate the Kansas City film community um, and, and just, you know, kind of dive in. It was our opportunity to, to get to know, um, you know, the different filmmakers here, camera operators and crew. And um, so, yeah, we were definitely looking when Brent met Bobby Joe. Before you, before you dive in and do something like this, I mean, the, originally I, what I was going to do is I, I wanted to just go down and interview her and put together a pitch for, to go out and get some financing to make a movie out of her life, to a theatrical film uh, that would, you know, that would be based on her life. But when we started to do that, we met so many interesting people and so many other stories started coming at us from different mm -hmm. angles 
that we just kept shooting and, it, and you know it's like let's just make a documentary because this is all fall, coming together you know it's just happening yeah that, i mean that's really interesting i think it still could possibly be made into you know just a, a movie about her her life with an actress playing her too i mean if this hopefully gets uh, a lot of attention and stuff somebody else I mean, that could be you guys. Maybe do you think you'd want to make it into that? Or do you think um, maybe hopefully somebody else would see it and and do that? We would love to, we would love to do that. You know, Bobby Joe wants Angelina Jolie to play her. <laughs> Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Yes, he does. <laughs> so, we're, you know, I mean, we're talking to people about that. Uh, we were going to see how this, how it performs and, and uh, get this story out there. The thing is the, about the documentaries, it's so raw and so real that, um, you know, it would probably have to be a four-part series on Netflix or something like that, dramatic series, because um, yeah. it's a big life, you big know. And there's, there's, there's. I mean, once you see the documentary, you'll see everything that's involved over the over the her lifespan. It's a, it's a detailed, you know, the details come through in the documentary. But yeah, it would it would be one heck of a movie for, uh, for some for a, a cast of women in the pink house there were those 10 women that were in the pink house were some very uh rich characters you know rich, rich personalities with, with, with unbelievable lives and they what's what's unbelievable about bobby joe and the people that come through healing houses is, is their transformation you know um reaching a bottom and then coming back and that's what we were sort of that's what kept propelling me to go down there because I could see the transformation and I was hearing um, for I was hearing their testimonies and they're talking from the heart about where how they used to be living on the streets or in prison and in these situations and they had no family and then they didn't know any other kind of life until they went and met Bobby Joe and Mama Judy who are two characters in the movie they're kind of like Thelma and Louise but they're like moms <laughs> of people on the streets and man that really really works they're tough uh they won't they won't take any lip they'll they've got a structure that they live by and you follow that structure and they're going to love you and there's going to be tough love and it's going to be real love and you know people get really get back on track there you know there's a lot of people that are going in and out of prison there's a lot of people that are going you know they get clean and go back to the streets they just go back to their old life and her at Healing House, it's structured where you have a family and you can go back and you know, they, they encourage you to make friends in there and and they support each other. And it's a community of people that are that are uh, giving each other, they're buoying each other up and helping each other. And it, man, does it work? You know, they don't go back to the streets. Like, I mean, why do you think that is? I mean, is it is it her? Is it just what she's built? I mean, it, it, it is a struggle for people to get clean a lot of the times. And sometimes, you know, you know, going in and out of rehab isn't, doesn't work. So what is it specifically about what she's done? Do you think that that ha makes them successful? She's like, she, what she calls it is like, she's, she's rebuilding people from the ground up. I mean, literally when there's people are arriving on her doorstep, you know, some of these people are coming in and all of their belongings are in a, a, a price chopper bag. I mean, you know, these are people that, um, I mean, from all walks of life, but I mean, when you're in addiction, where the way she describes it, you know, you're, you're so lost, you have no schedule, no time, time means nothing. It's, it's just 
uh, you, you your possessions mean nothing. It's like, it's just complete chaos. And she literally is rebuilding people from the ground up, starting with really basic things like make your bed. And this is how you do laundry. And this is how you make coffee. I mean, people that have been in a world of addiction in and out of this, they just have no concept of some basic life skills. She's helping people get their ID and their social security, get them a job, help them with job training. I mean, people that have lost their children, she's, she has a meticulous method step-by-step step on how to get them their kids back. And it just seems to be all encompassing. You know, it, it's like, unlike anything we've ever seen or heard about, and it's just, you know, I mean, it's remarkable. You know, it, it, it works like a family. Yeah, I read that she, they call her mom, is that, yeah. is that right? Yeah. Bobby Joe's mom, and then Mama Judy is Mama Judy. And, um, you know, they, they, they imagine having no family or having a very, very dysfunctional family, and then all of a sudden having somebody treat you like a mom. I mean, like that, like that big, I don't know. She, she reminds me of who my, she's 58 right now. So it reminds me of who my grandma was and she wouldn't want me to say this, but you know, she just give you that big warm hug and she has so much love and so much spirit and so much strength behind that love that she shares with everybody. That's like, you know, honey, I've been through this. Everybody, when you're an, so an alcoholic or an addict doesn't think anybody's suffering like they're suffering. And when you see somebody like Bobby Joe, who's been through what she's been through and her story is so dark and she's been able to put her life back. She goes, Oh honey, I understand that. I've been there. I know you, I know what it's like and you don't have to go back there anymore. I mean, we, we had a meeting with her the other day and it was Christmas time and at Christmas they go out and they give little boxes to homeless people. And she was out and they, you know, the one of the girls, there's a young girl who was a prostitute and, and Bobby Joe recognized that and said, honey, I know what's going on with you. You're cold and I can see your pimp. He's over across the street. And he goes, she goes, you can get in the car. You can get in the van with us and we'll take you to, we'll take you and we will get you help. And she was, the girl was like, I mean, this, these are stories are every day. Happens all the time. So she was like, no, I can't, you know, I don't want to. She goes, listen, you'll be safe. We'll make sure he doesn't get to you. Come on with us and we'll, we'll get you cleaned up and we'll get you some clothes and we'll get you. And she said, okay. So she gets in the car, they take her to the hospital and they get her, you know, they had to take her to the hospital because she was, had the detox and, you know, they started getting cleaned up and then, and then, you know, they basically had, uh, that was like two days they were able to get in touch with that girl. And then she fled the hospital. But they're trying. See, they're out there going, come with us. And they're, they're, that's an unsuccessful story, but she wouldn't call that unsuccessful. She said, you know what? It's an effort. We make an effort. She goes, planting seeds. We're planting seeds. We, mm -hmm. we, we, that girl knows where to find me now. If she, we see what they, when you're an addict or an alcoholic, you get scared. And she got into the, she got into the hospital and since she got scared and ran out. But there's a lot of other stories where they're able to bring them back to the house and get them keep them out, keep them off of the streets and, and get that chemical dependency out of them and start rebuilding that human being. So they're constantly, there's always different stages. Sometimes they're able to help these people and sometimes they're not. But she says, you know what? We're always planting the seed and we're never going to stop trying to plant that seed. Right. See, what's, what's shocking to me is how many people are out there living like that. 
here in our own city and in cities all across the country. And it's, it's, a, it's a problem. Like we shouldn't, people shouldn't be doing that. You know, there's a reason why. It is a problem because the thing is people, we criminalize certain behaviors. You know, we were on a call the other day and I heard a story about, you know, a girl who was being, uh, you know, she was being trafficked under age and was arrested and treated like a criminal and put in juvenile detention. That was, it that was, was like it 10 was, years ago. Right, but it things was, are changing. Things are changing now, but it's like we're criminalizing something that is, people need help. Like they, they genuinely need help because these circumstances can come about because of addictions. And that's not a moral, um, it, it's, it's not a people of bad morals it, and, and bad judgment. It's literally a disease. And so we have to look at it like there needs to be solutions in our community to actually help rehabilitate people and help them um, find a new life and a new way of living. Because some of these people have known nothing else. So if you if you are, you know, if you're a prostitute and you're working on the streets and then you go to one of the women's houses at Healing House, well, there's some other women in there that have gone through what you've gone through and they're going to rally around you and they're going to say, listen, listen, we, we don't need to do this. We got it. We got a safe place here for you. And we've been through that experience and, and you don't, you know, they can help that person let go all that shame and that guilt and that that stuff that just weighs them down and makes them want to use. I mean, they, they got those thoughts and those deep seated emotions about what they've done. And when you go in and you speak to other people who have sort of been through a process of letting all of that darkness go and letting those things go and letting that shame go. And that per the new person that comes in, isn't being shamed by those people. They're saying, honey, I understand. And I, I understand. You. And I love you. And it's not your fault. Or, you know, you, you're not, you're not your mistakes or your past. We can rebuild you into a new human being. And they do, you know, and it's a lot of, uh, a lot of spiritual work. You know, there's a lot of prayer, a lot of 12 step meetings, a lot of structure. And man, when you see somebody doing what she's doing, uh, it makes you want to do more, made, made us want to do more. It propelled us to make this film. And when hopefully when people see this film, it will propel them to actually get out and want to help these people and, and or help just people in their own neighborhood or understand the people in their in their in their homes or in their family. I mean, everybody has somebody who who suffers from uh, addiction or alcoholism or, or these types of things. And if we you know to understand, I hope this film lets people understand what's going on. You know, it's a disease. You certainly could tell that it has changed your guys' lives. I, I, I'm assuming that just from talking to you. I, I can feel your passion for it. Um, I can sense that, you know, going into it, you know, maybe you didn't know that it was going to be this um, life-changing for you guys. So I'm very excited to see it. Um, and has it has it changed your life, you know, in a, in a way after oh, making yeah. it? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. These, well, these, we're very, very busy. <laughs> these are some but, of the most amazing people I've ever met in my life. Mm -hmm. When you see somebody who's, who's so honest, I mean, when we went down and we started doing these interviews, it was an open book. These people are being honest and they're wanting to share their story because they're wanting to help. A lot of us don't open up and share our deepest, darkest secrets, right? We keep them and then we put on a, put on foot, a front. foot on a front and we don't, we're not going to show you that we're, 
vulnerable, but everybody is, you know, it's like, let's, let's get that out. Let's, why not, why don't we not try to cover everything up? So man, when you go down and a lot of people are just going, this is how it is. And this is what I, this is how I got out of this. And this is how I found some freedom, man. It is so honest. I love it. I was love that it. something that you guys were expecting going into that or, you know, did it just happen, you know, as you guys were making it? It was, I think it was, for me, it was surprising um, just because I'm just, I'm not used to that honesty. I'm not used to people being so completely open and, and it was so refreshing, you know, I mean, I'm sitting there and, and, and even now, I mean, we, we have very good friends down at healing house and we spent a lot of time with Bobby Joe and, and, and we're very close with the people down there because it's a, it was a very like personal connection when you're filming, but, um, you know, it's, uh, I have so much admiration and respect for, for these people and, and for, as human beings and, and, and like soldiers for good, that it makes me, you, me want to be better. It wants, it makes, it, it gives me, uh, you know, a, a, it just, I don't, I'm trying to get to try and keep up. I'm going to try and keep that up to, in order to, you know, cause they're just operating at such a higher level. It really? stops. It stops you from. You know what? It stops you from judging so harshly. Yes. You know, and judge when you when when I used to judge so harshly. That's part of um, uh, me not understanding. You know, and me thinking that I might be better than or or something. Right. I mean, I think we all are judgmental. Uh, and when you go down and 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 you see that these people aren't judging each other, they're accepting each other, loving each other. And that judgment is because just goes out the window, you know. I mean, they might the judgment might be well. Maybe here I'll offer you some suggestions on what you can do to to get out of this bad situation. It's not like, yeah, that person is they're not trying hard. You know, it's just not the judgment isn't there. Mm-hmm. And man, when you remove that, you, it, there's a lot of that going on right now. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> there's a lot of people, a lot of people judging each other, and there's and there's a lot of rallying. It's like, well, it's just if you throw the judgment out, then you can come together. You know, stop judging and try to start. Let's it's so much easier to to judge than it is to understand somebody, to understand what they're going through. And man, what I've learned more than anything is everybody's going through something. So why not to try to? Why, the best thing to do is try to understand them. And have some empathy, some compassion, and some love for your for the people around you. You know, and especially those who have less than or that are that are suffering. You know, hardship. It's it's, it's it was awesome working on this film. You know, and it. it we I mean, that, it's a very heavy subject to go into. You know, I don't know what what you guys were you know thinking of doing as your film. You know, when you were originally just like looking for something, but to find something. Um, you know, it's heavy. It's a very heavy subject to find that and to kind of, you know, be propelled into that world and to be covering that for how long, how long were you guys making it? We've been, we were making it for a, a year and then COVID hit. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's been, it's been like a year and a half of work and, but it's, but it, you know, it's not work. See, the thing is, it's, it's not, not work. work. It's been a joy to do this. I mean, the, 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 Pushing it out there is becoming kind of work, but I mean, even this is this is fun, you know. Talking about it is fun. Here's one thing I want to say: if you're ever having a bad day, personally, anybody out there, 
go down and cook a meal for some people. Spend it, spend three hours of your time going out and really putting in some work to help some people. You will forget all about whatever was bothering you and you'll get into the stream of, of kind of what I think we all should be doing is, is looking out for each other, you know? But your biggest, biggest problem on your worst day, you have a depressive day and you're down, you can't get up, can't get yourself up and go down and help somebody out in some way and it's going to do a lot for you. You know, I, it, there's a there's a thing you I talked to somebody the other day that they just they do a lot of helping out. They do a lot of work and they help people uh, like get new pairs of glasses. Right. Buy a guy a new pairs of pair of glasses. You're going to help him see, you know, or help somebody get some dental work that they might need. Well, you know, if you buy somebody a new pair of glasses, you're going to see differently. You're going to see things differently. You're going to see life differently because you just help somebody out. You help somebody actually see, help somebody eat. You're going to see life differently. You know, it's sure, that's good advice. It, it brings you up. It brings you way up. And that's how, uh, that's how Bobby Joe is. I mean, she's operating on this fuel of giving all of these people a chance. And that has she, has she seen the movie yet? And how, how, how is the, now that it's out, how's the just general response response been for you guys? The response has just been unbelievable. Bobby Joe's seen the film numerous times. Um, and so many people um, in, in the community in Kansas City were already uh, getting a lot of really great feedback, uh, which is amazing. We've had the opportunity to do some screenings in different uh, cities across the country. And it's a, it's, it's a little overwhelming, you know, it's such an interesting time as filmmakers because we didn't have the, I mean, we did do a, like a VIP screening here in Kansas City at the Boulevard Drive-In last year. Um, but it's different than all being in a theater together. You're not, you're not getting that sense of like audience response. It's like sure. driving, everyone kind of drives away, <laughs> <laughs> which is, you know, it was an amazing turnout and, and all of that, but we couldn't like actually congregate and like speak sure. for our audience. So as filmmakers, that's a real challenge. It's just, you know, you're not getting that like, not gratification, that's a bad word for it, but just that, you know, that feeling yeah. of like, yeah. okay, people are responding positively. So it's just kind of taking it on a different form. And we've been doing some of these screenings and just the other day, um, Brent and I were on um, a Zoom call. They had just watched the film live and we were logging in for a live Q&A with this audience. And I think they were out of uh, California. And we logged in a few minutes early. And it was so unbelievable because we got to scroll through and actually watch people watch the film. Oh, like, wow. Watch their faces and their response. Now a lot of people have their cameras off. But still, it was just so inspiring to watch that mm -hmm. people having that like physical reaction and i we realized at that time that's what we haven't been able to have because of covid and without you know being in the theaters and things like that so yes responses have been great um thus far so it's been amazing the, the big response we're getting afterwards is is you know i need to do more yeah. sure i need to do more you know i just say gosh look at look at one what one woman can do what one woman can accomplish here in our city you know yeah. she's just been able to 
She's done, changed been able so to, many lives. Yeah. It's it's remarkable. She's literally down there moving mountains, and she's not like she got an early start. You know, it's not sure. like she, you know, was well equipped to do this through her teens, twenties, even you know her thirties. I mean, she got a late start, and she is literally just accomplishing so much and we can all kind of take something from that for sure she's a kick if you guys if you guys get i mean she's just a hope man she's she's full of energy she's funny i mean yeah. if you guys want to have somebody on a show you got to get it you got to get Bobby Bobby Joe. Yeah, well you know i i'm very i'm sure our station has probably done stories on the healing house and all that but i'm i'm upset with myself that I, this is the first time i'm hearing about her and now i'm just mm -hmm. my brain's going like well why why is this the first time i'm hearing about her i feel like i've been in kansas city six years now and i shouldn't be you know i feel like i'm sure i wasn't probably paying attention or maybe just missed the stories or whatever but um I'm really excited that you guys um, were able to highlight her for your documentary. It's been it's 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 been remarkable hanging out with her and the and the people down there because they're they're not stopping anytime soon, you know. And, it's, and there's no the problem is that there's too many people uh, out on the streets and too many people suffering from addiction and alcoholism that you know they're having to turn people away. And she's just going to keep on going. In the time when we started shooting the film, she was she was just starting one house, uh, and then she finished that house and bought a new house, and she's just opened that house up. So two houses in in the last. She's she's getting some more momentum, and uh, you know she's restoring that neighborhood. That neighborhood is coming around, and and you know property values are going up and she's pushed out that crime and that prostitution and everything. I mean, she's, what's remarkable is she's changing a neighborhood. Yeah. Sure. You know? And she's one woman. Just one woman. Yeah. And well, just one, right. one drug and she's buying, I mean, the houses and the properties that she buys are former, you know, drug houses and uh, houses where gangs were living and, and prostitutes were going in and out. I mean, really, you know, decrepit properties. She has two apartment buildings, two apartment complexes as well. And one of them, she told us when she bought it, it literally had dirt floors in the bottom level. I mean, it was literally, and most people would look at that and say, hey, let's just tear that thing down and start again. But, but she, she looks at things differently. And she just was like, I'm going to restore this. And then I'm going to put people in there and I'm going to restore their lives. And then they're going to pay it back in the community. And it's just going to keep rolling. And she just like, buckles down and does what other people just drive by and look at a piece of trash. She needed, she needed a place to put families. So mm -hmm. women were coming to her and they would get sober and they would have kids that were in the foster care system or something. So she knew that that mother sober now needed an apartment for the kids. At least so a she, two and, then, and then she figure out how to get the kids back with the mother. So you've got kids that now have their mother and that's a stable mother and the, you know, they have, she's got her kids and they, and then sometimes there's one situation where the, the uh, husband and wife were in different prisons. So she, they both came into the healing house. She got them sobered up. Then they got, then they, she, Bobby Joe figured out how to get their two kids back. And then she put them in an apartment together. So she put the whole family back together. It's pretty uh, amazing. Simple stuff. I mean, <laughs> let's get the families back together. Right. Would probably be better for us all, right? 
And so she actually does put those families back together and creates a loving environment for them to grow up in. So they can have Christmas, so they can have holidays and they have the other people of the healing house or their, or their family as well. You know, the 4th of July together, all those things that we take for granted. That's great. And where, where can people find the movie? The movie is available streaming and on demand on uh, most major platforms, um, Amazon Prime Video, Google Play, Apple TV and iTunes. It's also available on um, Vudu, Vimeo, PlayStation, things like that, as well as Comcast um, and uh, Dish Network and, and places like that. Great. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on and sharing um, your documentary, a little bit about that. And uh, I'm very excited to watch it. It's uh, your passion is really coming through. I think it's an incredible story and kudos to you guys for finding that and telling it. All right. Thank you guys right. for having us. <laughs> thank you. Thank you.